R.I.P. to DMX. This is Corey, and this is the O.D. of the podcast. I haven't made my bed in at least 10 months, <laughs> and I just saw Corey make his in 45 seconds. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to episode 366 of the O.D. the Anthem podcast, coming to you from all over L.A. once again. But Corey is there in the hashtag OTALA studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for listening on your podcast of choice the easiest way, anchor.fm forward slash Oh, the anthem. And I just realized that over my uh, left shoulder there, I have like a selection of products that came from, <laughs> that came from the, the trip I just had. So wait, wait, is that some sort of adult lubrication products that you have there? <laughs> no, it's they a, look very familiar. It's right? Olay and shampoo and a uh, mysterious thing that just says conditioner. It's not an actual the pink one's not an actual product. It's just this conditioner on it. So I, I'm happy and sad. <laughs> and producer one, Brooks uh, in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> we have reached the age where we are actually traveling with products. That's good. Mm-hmm. Because I remember in my twenties, it was like throw some jeans and a couple shirts in a plastic bag and I'll figure out the rest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember we for my dirty 30, we were searching for a CVS. That was the first thing we did because <laughs> there had to be like get deodorant, get uh, shampoo. Well, the problem but, um, the problem then was that uh, it was post having to make sure that everything fit in the three ounce right. Uh, That's right. Deal very strict, and then we didn't want to go and buy like the things in Maryland <laughs> yes. and then put them in a bag. We'd rather just go to <laughs> Vegas and then buy them there rather yeah, than yeah. having to worry about traveling, which I I actually think it's not a bad idea because no. it, it uh number one it, it helps the local economy of the place you're going to visit uh number two you don't have to worry about your shampoo like exploding over the middle <laughs> middle of the u.s and ruining However, all your clothes and then not so good on the vegas strip at least at that point because there was like no cvs's around and we walked yeah, a really long way it was like a, so. it was like a four and a half mile walk <laughs> uh but i was gonna say we have not yet reached the stage where all of the bottles are just completely unmarked and you're unsure about what is in each of the bottles. And then you just play the game of like, could be shampoo. Let's see. Uh, so, nope, body wash. All right. So the pink one, I actually did put conditioner in. That's why I know it's conditioner. Oh, okay. Uh, all I right. bought those at CVS and loaded up the stuff from home, you know, because obviously you have the big industrial sized jug of shampoo at home and you only need to bring a little bit with you. So you squirt it into the, into the little carrier condi- uh, thing. But one of them was mouthwash, and I wanted to make sure that I always knew which one the mouthwash one was, because I don't want to be making the mistake of putting shampoo in my mouth or like spraying my hair with <laughs> fucking Listerine, you know. So, so what you're saying is you have reached that age where you are filling them from home and taking them in blank, blank jars. Well, yeah, because those little tiny bottles of Listerine cost way more than the Listerine I already bought. <laughs> I poured it in there. It's fine. It just makes good good logic. All right, Bill. Let's let's move on to the next topic. Uh, <laughs> financial financial <laughs> advice from Corey. You know, if you right, buy so, it at home, <laughs> you got to buy the big ones. Go to Costco. <laughs> you know, you will eventually eat nine pounds of mayo. Uh, you just have to, you know, put your mind to it. It's fine. But uh, of course, you have those because you, you know, jumbo trip. shrimp is overrated. The regular shrimp <laughs> costs way less comparatively to the jumbo. Is that right? I, I was not aware. Yeah. <laughs> But no, uh, you have those because you recently took a trip. Yeah. Uh, I finally got a chance to leave Los Angeles for the first time in more than a year uh, and have a very COVID-safe uh, trip up to San Francisco. 
Uh, got to see my brother and cat. So first family I've seen in over a year as well. Uh, and <laughs> I used to be the guy who worked 350 days a year <laughs> and never took a vacation. And I think it did burn me out in a way that I'll never quite recover from. <laughs> but uh, I, I would recommend in as safe a way as humanly possible. Like I'm not saying get on a plane and fly to fucking spring break or anything like that, but. Uh, in as safe a way as humanly possible, I, I do think it would benefit people where appropriate too. Like if you're listening to me in Michigan, don't just stay in your house. But like, you know, if you're in a place where the cases are going down, like here in California, and you can do something where you're not like really like putting yourself in the jackpot too much, uh, you know, try and get out and experience. It, the best way to do this would probably be go out camping somewhere, like go out to a national park. But wait, wait. So like maybe you have a friend who offers to rent a three bedroom camper yeah and to take everyone out to the desert for a weekend or maybe some sort of ski chalet where you can ski out of the door to the slope and then get back on the slope and ski back in where most of the crew is just going to spend the time in a hot tub drinking wine anyway maybe that's the kind of thing that people should embrace now yes now i think <laughs> like oh, 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 so. sure yeah yeah so. I mean, so like, much I, has changed. I'm the not, thing that has changed so much right now is that Corey's got a little bump on his shoulder, and <laughs> now everything's fine. Not everything, but uh, by the time you're listening to this, uh, I probably will have my second shot, so mm-hmm. uh, that is good. Uh, one thing I'd like to say about Oh, wait, that- wait, wait. No, no. Wait. That is good. I want to translate for the folks at home. Uh, fuck all y'all. I got my vaccine. <laughs> so that's, that's what Corey's saying to you. That's not at all what I'm saying. I... <laughs> I, I I waited. I didn't jump the line. I took it when I could. I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm, I, California ruled that I'm too fat to not survive without a vaccine. So I, yeah, I had it. I had this joke about, of course, you didn't jump. That's why you got the vaccine. But I didn't <laughs> say it. All right. I just waited for you. But go ahead. I didn't rascal motorized scooter my way to the front of the line. All right. I, <laughs> That's only the, at Walmart. <laughs> Though there were times where uh, the whole L.A. vaccination process felt a lot like going to the weed doctor where it's just like, sometimes I can't sleep. And it's like, sounds like you need a vaccine. Yeah. So. Meanwhile, I go to that appointment and I'm like, Legionnaire's disease. <laughs> Are you, at literally anything else you can get that for. Uh, pneumonia? Okay, there's two things you can't get this for. <laughs> Whooping cough. Yeah, I think you're missing, missing the point here. Okay, um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, one thing, just real quick before before we move on to uh, Rob getting his shot, uh, I would like to take a shot at San Francisco for a second here, because I haven't had to buy cigarettes in San Francisco <laughs> in a couple years. I didn't think of this. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I we were at the we were at the Fisherman's Wharf, uh, showing Brooks the the sea lions. And uh, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to need more cigarettes. And I found a 7-Eleven at the Fisherman's Wharf. And I already, like, was in my mind doing the I'm going to pay more for cigarettes now than I ever have before in my life. So I'm just going to have to, like, mentally prepare myself for that. Uh, Walk in, find out that uh, San Francisco County has already banned menthol uh, (laughs) for sale uh, in any of their stores. Uh, and I was like, okay, it's the devil's bargain. I can, oh no, I can, I can actually survive. I have some more cigarettes at, at, at home, but I only one pack, so it's not going to last too long. Uh, I'll wait until we're in Marin tomorrow and I'll get them there. 
where Marin County is also banned menthol. And I would oh. like to say this. Uh, as, a, as a good libertarian, I think uh, nothing should be illegal ever. And uh, uh, that extends to menthol cigarettes. It also extends to, I think if there is a way to safely sell drugs, like cocaine, heroin, whatever, in a way, that should be legal too. I don't really think anything uh, should be illegal as long as it doesn't hurt other people. That's my only caveat. As long as it doesn't affect anyone else except for yourself. So New think, Amsterdam, you're totally fine with? Oh, yeah. I'm totally fine with little New Amsterdams dropping up all over the place. Because you know what? Uh, they were trying to do medical research and trying to get people clean. So, like, you know, if you went to a if you went to a heroin dispensary and they had your license and name on record, I think they'd be able to do a lot more to maybe help you get you off the heroin. And then you don't have to worry about buying it from sh- some shady guy who might shoot you. You know, like, there, there's a, I think there's benefits to it. Needless to say... They're banning menthol cigarettes. They banned menthol cigarettes because fuck smokers. Like clearly, they don't count. Uh, Only so some smokers, though. I'm hey, going. Here's to, the problem for I'm just letting you, you smoke the same cigarettes as black people, and that's just not acceptable. And when you do that, uh, you're going to get shit banned. I don't know what to tell you. Well, you know what? It, the, the way they advert or the way they say it is that it's keeping more black people from smoking because you're banning the menthol cigarettes. Like yeah, that's not like, how that works. People who want to smoke aren't going to figure out how to smoke. Like the first. 15 cigarettes I smoked like during the time where I started getting addicted to it <laughs> were not great tasting cigarettes. It's like, you know, like mm-hmm. I was smoking like a camel that I bummed from some guy and a Pall Mall <laughs> and a Parliament and a Marlboro Red. And, you know, like it took a while until somebody like gave me like a menthol and they're just like, here, take this one. And I smoked and I'm like, why is this so much better than everything else I've been doing? Uh, so, yeah, I, I've decided, though, uh, unfortunately, that I'm going to have to uh, make it my life's mission to ban things that are bad for people. Because if that's the okay. way we're going, I mean, I get it. You know, menthol cigarettes is just one type of cigarette that people can smoke. Uh, it got lumped in because of all those flavors and the vapes that the kids are using, you know, the bubble gums and stuff like that. So all flavored tobacco, all flavored vapes, they need to go. Uh, but go. I'm going to also uh, I'm also going to extend that. So uh, no more alcohol. I think we should repeal the 21st uh, mm-hmm. because alcohol kills a lot of people every year, uh, as well as car accidents. So no more driving. Everyone has to sell their cars. Um, only professional Ubers who have like you know 10 years of specific training are allowed to drive cars. You know that sort of thing. Uh, what else is there? No more salt. No more sugar. I think we should ban all these because uh, you know obesity is such a huge problem and uh, cholesterol, and if we eliminate all the different ways that people could potentially die, then clearly nobody will ever die. So I just think it's good, clean science coming from the people of San Francisco who have decided that uh, because of the the scourge that is underage vaping, mm-hmm. uh, that we should ban menthol just because. So it's never made sense to me. I've read the stories. I've, I've you know seen the biographies of... That you know, the Jewish kid who became a Nazi, and I've never understood it, but here I see right in front of me <laughs> like the guy who wants the to ban all his started. favorite things. <laughs> it's a Corey's like, What are the things I like the most? Let's just put those on the ban list Su- sugar, <laughs> salt, caffeine. All these you, things are terrible. You know what the you know what the moment was? Hold on a second. If you're gonna pull out a pack of unmentholated cigarettes, <laughs> the, me- the moment surprised. was I bought a fucking marlboro no! lights 
just regular old lights, no no nothing. And yeah. I lit it up and like every single second of it was anger inducing. I was just like it's fucking air. I'm smoking air right now. Like there's nothing here. And Did you think it just made me just it just made smoke? me angrier and angrier and I'm just like <laughs> I'm going to fucking repeal the 21st. I don't care. I know a lot of people who enjoy drinking. I'm going to feel real bad for them when they're not allowed to do it anymore. Maybe I'll just ban one thing at first, like uh like wine. Go with wine first. <laughs> wine first. Wine. Yeah, like wine. Cuz like, you know, fuck all the wineries and all the people who make money mm-hmm. from the wineries. Like I went to a wine <laughs> Went to a winery. Nice people at the winery, but uh, unfortunately, they're all going to have to look for other though. jobs because, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, people die from alcohol all the time, so we just can't have it. I, I, yeah. I don't know what I, to say. I think you shouldn't have a business that kills people. That's that's just the way it is. So McDonald's, uh, they have to go. Seven Eleven, I'm sure they have things in there that need to go. Um, you know, we're going to have to tear down the Golden Gate Bridge because people jump off of it. Like all these things, you know, Empire State Building gone. Just you can't everything. Jump off the Empire State Building. I mean, if you try hard enough, I'm sure you could. And <laughs> well, for that very reason, and for Come that very now. reason, we need to ban it. We just need to tear it down and start over with something that's only two stories tall. I just, I, I think <laughs> the Empire the wine, St- State Nub. The wine's a place to start because it's so personal to Marin County and to San Francisco. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait a second, wait, wait now. Now you're talking crazy. But you mean you know, uh, whiskey, liquor? No, no, no. We keep you, the liquor. You start taking out the wine. You start with one. We're banning rosé because too many kids are getting the rosé. Or the Manischewitz. Like, what? what's the cheapest wine? I, Manischewitz was, for a long time, the cheapest wine you could buy, and therefore the yeah, one that all uh, the teenagers would buy. <laughs> so that's, that's like a religious wine, though. I don't think you can ban that. Yeah, true. That wouldn't be, uh, like, the Boone's Farm. Boone's Farm, yeah, there's that's a, the one. <laughs> that's a, that's God, a more appropriate... I won't ban Manischewitz. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be seen as somebody who who has some sort of pro. You know, like. But you know, you eventually, when we ban dog, all the wine, I we're gonna have to. <laughs> if you come for my Mad Dog, it's gonna be on. <laughs> it's gonna be over the anthem Civil War. That's what's about to happen. Don't come for my Mad Dog. I only have it like I. I haven't had a drink in like a nine month, ten well, months my, now. But. Next well, much Mad much dog. like smoking menthol lights, I think I should leave you with only like I leave all the people who like prefer like these like artisan breweries and stuff like that they should be mm-hmm. left with like pbr and mad dog 2020 that's the yes. only alcohol allowed to be purchased no no fuck <laughs> it uh four loco you get four loco <laughs> or pbr that's your only choices oh man anywho uh rob uh yes. good news for you you are getting your shot i'll believe it when i see it <laughs> i i don't uh the i don't ep- have a lot of faith <laughs> So I guess we'll see. The ever-present um, killjoy that is Robert N. Cheek. Oh, I mean, listen. Oh, so I, I just posted something on Instagram, which was uh, a story that I read. Um, hang on. because It was so interesting to me. I read the entire study and then afterward uh, cried for a little while and then uh, got over that and decided to do a podcast where I have to be entertaining. <laughs> but um, the study said that uh, – wait – People with early onset dementia are often mistaken for having depression, and now research has discovered the cause. A profound loss of ability to experience pleasure uh, is related to degeneration of the hedonic hedonic hotspots, so hedonistic areas Mm -hmm. uh, in the brain where pleasure mechanisms are concentrated. So early onset dementia affects the brain early in the hedonistic areas that cause pleasure, and therefore... Depression first or early onset dementia first it looks like depression and 
I added the Shit's Creek uh, gif of uh, David saying, oh, lucky me. <laughs> because uh, I have noticed I've become very negative, and perhaps that could be why. Let's it not, could be also be the world. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 w- I wouldn't necessarily just say it's on- early onset dementia. I would say uh, uh, maybe we get your shot. Maybe we give it a couple weeks. You give it another shot, and then give it another couple weeks. And if all's clear and everything's good, then... You know, you can you can put the hedonism to the limit, put it to the rev limiter and see. Oh, it's weird you say hedonism because I just read this report about a hedonic part of the brain. Let me find it's on my Instagram story. I don't know if it is it fuel, early onset dementia. Joke. Is it fueled by menthol cigarettes? Because I need something to bring them back. Uh, no. So uh, but you, if you found out that uh, menthol cigarettes cured uh, early onset dementia, good luck, because now you have the, the old people fighting the uh, healthy people, and only one of those groups is going to be around in the next ten years. Yeah, true. The old people, because the healthy <laughs> people, traditionally, guy who invented jogging, drop dead. First vegans, drop dead. The he, healthy people don't live very long. It's the guy who smokes a cigar a day and eats a steak twice a week. I that's mean, that's the guy that's going to live forever. I always like the woman, like when they interview the one hundred nine year old, and she's just like, "Can I take a cigarette yet?" <laughs> <laughs> It's like, like, yeah, like, yeah. listen, uh, for anyone who is listening to me who is not a smoker, I'm not suggesting you go and start. I would not, if if I had the opportunity to go back before my first cigarette and tell me not to do it, I wouldn't because I would have saved myself a lot of money and I wouldn't have gotten upset probably as much about little <laughs> tiny indiscretions like this. Though I would be upset about it regardless because I don't think it's right that you ban something like that. Especially when it doesn't have any like, like didn't cloves have some sort of like in particular oh, problem? Yeah, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. like there was like a there was like a serious health problem that was. Uh, They're worse than cigarettes. It's like five cigarettes. Every clove cigarette is like five cigarettes, and it was there's no way to to put that on the package, so they just banned them instead. Yeah, I mean, like I still think that you should be able to get them if you want, but oh, uh, I, I agree. I, I I wouldn't go back and tell 14-year-old me not to start smoking because I know 14-year-old me, and he's an asshole, and he, <laughs> he would have smoked a he pack. Would've, he would have done it just me. to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, I got to go back and tell 14-year-old me, like, here's a carton. Smoke up, Johnny. And then uh, <laughs> after the, I threw up, because, again, you know, you start out by bumming them where you can, and it's like, oh, I have one every now and again. And uh, if I gave myself a carton and I smoked regularly that first week, I'd have been like, this fucking sucks. No, thank you. And save myself millions of dollars, probably. <laughs> million. I'm clear. Clearly, we're. Well, I, I mean, was, I, I was, was like, a two pack a day smoker for like four years. So. I mean, that's just good math. It adds up to millions to me. I don't. <laughs> oh, and wait, this was in the 20 aughts. So we're not talking about $4 packs. We're talking about like $7 packs. St- uh, I'm amazed, by the way, uh, that still the most expensive, the most I've ever paid for a pack of cigarettes. It hasn't been replaced by San Francisco at this point. But the uh, the most I've ever paid was the fucking newsstand outside of Penn, Penn Station, Station in yeah. New York in probably like 2003 or something like that, where it was like 17 bucks a pack. It was like strip club ATM surcharge <laughs> like type of like highway robbery. Like where you, where you go you to got the New York, the New York <laughs> tax, the tourist tax, the tourist in a tourist place tax, and the you're drunk and you don't care tax. Like, Not even that. The the uh, 
<laughs> clearly you just got off a long train ride and need a cigarette, and this is the closest place you can go to get said cigarette. How bad do you need So them? it'll clearly be twice as much as it is anywhere else. Uh, Anywho. Yes, there's going to be some day you're going to need like 15 bucks, and I would just be kicking myself like, you know what? I paid fucking $17 for a pack of cigarettes <laughs> that one time. If forever it would haunt me. Yeah. There's many times where I where I look back on like some sort of decision like that. Like uh, today, I bought lunch and then I scooted to go get it and scooted to come back, and the scooter pretty much equaled the cost of the lunch. And I started saying to myself, like, why is one worth more than the other? <laughs> like, why am I doing this? But yeah, I, I, you got to scoot all the time, and then you just forget about it, and you think like, less than a car payment with insurance. To be fair, though, the uh, the scoot still would have been less for whatever I would have been charged for parking. In also, whatever also place I would have parked nine blocks away See, from my destination. You gotta learn to be somebody from LA. You just pull it to the <laughs> side, hit the the flashers, and then run inside real quick. You'll be fine. Crash into the building, get out, grab your shit, drive away. Hope the cops don't show. <laughs> it's LAPD and you're white. You'll be fine. <laughs> Unlike uh, if you're black and in Minnesota, apparently, because cops just don't learn any lessons ever. Nope. Apparently. Uh, so the state of Minnesota is in various stages of protest again right now over the death of oh, Dante George Floyd. Wright. Nope. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Nope. Has nothing to do with the Chauvin trial that's going on right now. It has to do with uh another man who was murdered by the police in Minnesota. Philando, Philando Castillo. Nope. Another one. Uh, oh God. More Prince? recently, this past week, Prince wasn't murdered, but uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you think. That's what they want you to think, Corey. <sighs> oh fuck. Did they murder Prince? I gotta yes. Look. I'm a good. How do I get? How do I get I'm Corey go, to become a leftist? I'm gonna go in the wormhole. Hold on. Now, they're in the latest Q drop. They said Prince was uh, murdered. The police. <laughs> good enough for me. Reliable source. Uh, Dante Wright uh, pulled over on a traffic violation. Uh, the police officer, apparently on the body cam, you said was yelling uh, taser. When he really yeah. pulled out his gun and then shot him. Whoa, whoa. So as listen, he was so trying that, to escape. That came, that came out later. So this all started with a uh, guy gets pulled over, shot by the cops. And mm. then everyone's like, hey, not cool. Didn't we just talk about this? Like after uh, George Floyd, you set aside $12 million for training. And then 10 miles away from where Derek Chauvin is on trial for that murder, another cop kills a guy. And then the police apologists were like, yeah, well, that guy had warrants, which they didn't know when they stopped him, yeah. uh, by the way, or, or when they shot him. Uh, and again, come to find out, the warrants were two warrants for unpaid traffic citations, or unpaid citations, one of which was for pot, which had he ever appeared in court, would have then been uh, dismissed. Tossed, because, yeah. yeah, it's now nobody's pursuing those citations anymore in Minnesota. So uh, it was one citation for $190. So what you're saying is the murder of this man was worth $190. And then the police apologist, after the body cam came out today, said, oh, see, he said taser and shot him. So it was an accident. And apparently they think that's OK. Like, well, I mean, he thought he had his taser, clearly. And so he shot him accidentally. Um, I mean, and I'm getting real sick of police apologists, honestly. This if, if anything, this feels like the type of case that will get escalated to the Supreme Court and ruled that police are allowed to shout random things instead of gun or instead Instead of I'm going to shoot you and get away mm -hmm. with it, because most of these cases don't really like, you know, like uh, the, any uh, 
any case that has really re- led to the Supreme Court uh, in a police constitutional, uh, like what what is within their rights kind of case isn't really like a George Floyd or a no. Philando no. Castile or something like that. It's always something way under the radar. But this one is probably going to uh, get elevated to that court at some point or another. And it's going to be ruled that cops are allowed to shoot, say, yell whatever they want before they shoot a guy. Yeah. Uh, and as long as they have any kind of deniability, then it'll stand tall. It's the same thing that, like, uh, you're allowed to look into a house for the purpose of securing it before you have a warrant. Mm-hmm. But that's also a sneak and peek for the cops where they can just go yes. in, say, I'm securing the place, but at the same time, look around for anything suspicious that they might be writing the warrant on. Like, yeah, it's weird because you went in to secure the place, and then on the warrant application, you mention only the things you saw when, <laughs> when you, you were guys, in securing yeah, the place. In there. So, yeah. Weird, weird uh, how that worked out. I think he has three nine millimeter handguns on the side <laughs> in the side of the closet. I'm gonna just write that here on the warrant application. How do you know that? Facebook. <laughs> Put it on his Facebook. Good enough for me. To be fair, though, uh, most criminals are dumb, and they probably did take a picture of it on Facebook. Like, hey, this is where I hide my gats, and uh, here it is. So I'm just amazed. I, I think we've all worked at a place before where some sort of, like, big drama happened all at once, where, like, three people got fired for, like, stealing from the register or something like that. And, yeah. you know, like, it, it becomes the talk of, like, oh, my God, Michelle, Tony, and Jim were all fired this week because they, they were stealing. And then somebody in their mind says to themselves, I should fucking steal from work right now. <laughs> like, like the, the, the heat, time. The heat the time. is off. I'm going to do it. Why wouldn't I do it? Nobody's going to be looking for it now. Uh, and that's sort of what this feels like. We're, we're literally in the middle of a nationwide trial, like a, a trial that is uh, being watched nationwide. Uh, they're they're literally broadcasting it on all the news channels for people to see. Mm-hmm. At various stages. I mean, like, you know, like Fox isn't locked in on minute by minute coverage, but uh, elsewhere, people are watching this trial. Uh, it's in the ether. It's literally 10 miles away. <laughs> you go and shoot somebody like that. Like, I, I've also never understood why, if you're involved in like a traffic stop and then you drive away, like, and it becomes a chase where the cop has to get you, like, they know your license plate, they know who you are. I mm-hmm. assume they were at the point where they got the license and registration and yes. all that, right? Hundred percent. So they yep. knew who he was. If he just peeled wheels and left, can't you just like get him later on a warrant at his house for like the well, and- the a fleeing of the scene of a a traffic stop or something like that? Like you don't yes. even have to get involved in the get out of the car or any of that stuff. If he flees and goes home. You got it. You got the evidence that he f- fled. Like, just let it happen. Like, so uh, two things. One, not only that, but they have uh, the things on the back of police cars that read uh, license plates. Yeah. So, it, one of uh, the LA policy is if you exceed sixty miles an hour in a residential area, they're supposed to stop the chase because they know they can just pick you up later. You're gonna go past a traffic light or another cop. It's going to give them the like bolo alert and yeah. then they can pick it up there. That's fine. Or uh, so here's the other problem. Uh, the reason they don't do that is because it could be a stolen car 
or it could not be your car. And technically speaking, the person driving is the one who's charged with the crime, not the person who owns the car. So if you borrowed the car or you stole it, then you don't want to send the driver citation and have somebody get away with it. So oh, right. And I mean, like, you know, like we, we could definitely find ourselves in a Breonna Taylor situation if you just showed up to serve a warrant on somebody who didn't deserve it. Well, I not see anymore, how that would happen. No knock. You can't no knock in Kentucky anymore. So. Oh, I know, but I'm saying like it, just in general, like I, I can still see how this would end badly, even if the officers yeah. were serving the warrant at a later time. But I'm saying like at the very least, it's not the the high energy of this situation where, like, because everything about policing these days, the part of the reason we're, we're in this situation is because so much of policing has become about the warrior cop and the like maintaining uh, the upper hand and never letting it go. Uh, the, the, there was just a traffic stop not too long ago involving a store, a soldier this last Virginia week. this yeah. week. Yeah. Where, you know, the guy is saying, uh, you know, don't, I, I don't, I'm scared. I don't trust you. Like I, I'm worried that if I reach for my seatbelt, you're going to shoot me and all that oh, sort of stuff that has all comes his hands from, out of the car. Yeah. And he's just like, undo your seatbelt. He's like, I don't want to reach back in the car because I'm afraid you're going to kill me. Yeah. Well, why would we do that? Well, Philando Castillo said, hey, I have a gun. I also have my license. The cop said, get your license. He turned to get it, and the cop shot him. That's yeah. why, because there's nothing. There's no rules. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, shooter in Tennessee, who also killed a cop, fucking is in custody, no problem, no no situation. Like, it, it's, this, it's this whole upper ground, like, we can't give an inch – attitude of policing where you can't you can't say if, if i was a cop i'm just putting myself in this situation with my logic intact i mean like obviously if you work as a police officer for a long enough period of time this kind of logic will be beaten out of you by people <laughs> who say forget everything you learned in the academy because it doesn't matter once you get to the street you're so, not going to go home to your family if you act like that yeah so you know, like just using my basic logic though if i am if i am sitting there at the gas station with my gun pointed at the guy saying get out of the car and he's saying i'm scared i'm gonna die i would say okay well guess what i'm gonna put the gun back let's just have a let's just have a talk i'm i'm yeah. i'm not armed show me your hands just keep them up just maintain you know like be quiet about it like you know don't do any sudden movements we'll have a calm talk you know there's no ratchet down the intensity when you're a police yeah. anymore it's i can't because if I do, then I might potentially be putting a dangerous criminal out on the street. And there's, you know, there's reports there was a gun in the car. I don't really give a fuck because the people who talk about what was happening on the scene this early on were police who 100%. have who have a a habit of lying about what the hell was involved in the case. What? Yeah. Cops lie? Oh, yeah. And the Supreme Court allows cops to lie. That's another another fancy case of Supreme Court law that came uh, regarding police officers that I don't think anybody knows uh, outside of the legal field. Anybody knows uh, what case that was based off of or what happened or any of the situation involved. But, yeah, if you if you go into the at any point during a stop or during interrogations or at any point, the officer can lie to get information out of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, walk in, might come up walk to the into the room, say, sit down across from Rob, say, like, Corey told me everything. He told me about you driving out to Vegas, and then you going, God damn it, Corey, why do you talk? Well, of course I did it. We buried her in the middle of the desert. You know, like, that. if they get the confession out of you, 
the lie is worth the the uh worth it in the in the eye of the law you well, know so and, and that's an extreme co- example but like if he comes up to the car and says i got you doing 85 and a 55 and you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i was maybe doing 64 i wasn't doing 85 you just admitted you were doing 64 and a 55 yeah. so now i can write you the ticket for 64 and an 85 and i have you on body cam and on the video saying yeah. that you went that fast so sorry uh but it's worthwhile for the protection of law enforcement. But this whole warrior cop nonsense is the main problem. The worst part too, though, is that like I could, I could as a, uh, as somebody who knows enough about the law, tell you if you're involved in any kind of stop with the police, don't, don't say anything, just shut the fuck up. But at the same time, that's not good advice because if I told a black friend of mine to do that, there's just a chance you're angering the cop for no good reason by yep. not talking and acting coy and like there's a lot of uh things out there about like the you know if you get in a traffic stop say I'm not answering questions or you know roll down the window as little as humanly possible and just like snake the the license through and stuff like that that works if you are rob and a lawyer and what but it doesn't yeah. necessarily work if you're any number of people who have been shot by police who didn't deserve to be like you know the 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 it, all it takes is the cop to decide that he is not going to treat you like a hu- human being to be able to put yourself in a situation where you're you're done. And and I mean, listen, uh, at the start of my legal career, I did cutesy shit like that, like yeah. talking shit to the cop and actively lying to the cop, because I also know you can lie to police, too. And there's no penalty for that unless your lie inhibits the investigation. But by the way, if they're investigating you, it doesn't fucking matter. So yeah. <laughs> uh, you can lie to them. It's fine. Uh, but then, you know, when cops start calling my boss and calling the bar and saying that they I need to watch my back on the highway, then I stop doing cutesy shit. And I start doing shit like putting my hands through the steering wheel onto the dash when they pull me over yeah, because I become one of the people that if you're looking for an excuse, me doing the cutesy mouthy shit and then reaching into my glove box, I get shot in the back of the head because well, he he was reaching for something. How am I supposed to know what he was doing? Hey, he's white. What are you going to say? He's white and he's a guy. What do you want me to do? Like, no. So, uh, yeah. Uh, when you become a target, whether it's because of your own, (laughs) your own idiocy in doing it or, uh, because you're part of a group of people, the rules change for you. And I would never tell anybody to talk back to cops. Now here in LA, I will fully talk back to cops because nobody knows me in Denton. I am the most polite motherfucker you have ever dealt with in your life. Cause I don't know. They know me. I, I I don't know if I told the story, but I don't know whose brother I offended for fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I got pulled over by the same cop three times in a week. And three different cars. Cause it was after I wrecked the car and I had rental cars. And then when he walked up the third time and they were like, Oh God damn it. And I'm like, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm wasting your time by making you pull me over officer. What is that? What can I do? <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll follow this uh, more as it comes along. I, you know, we, we would, I, I, I fully support people who are out there protesting because it's putting the cops feet to the fire on something that clearly, they did wrong uh there is still uh, if anything i could i could say and this should be the rule with almost every single one of these police interactions the the amount of information that is coming from one side i.e the cops that is telling the narrative of every story that we're hearing is so rampant 
that I don't even think it's worthy of really examining the facts too hard in the first week of the of whatever the story is because it's like uh it's like if you went on to you know Google and was just like what was the score of the Celtics game and then you only read you know they're playing the Bucks and you only read the Milwaukee coverage like you're no. never going to get the whole story <clears throat> you know you might see Certain details that are are going to be, you know, he was on this road and he was pulled over for a traffic violation and he had warrants like these things could be true facts, much like stats in the box score can be true. But if you're reading the Milwaukee coverage of the Celtics Bucks game, you're not going to hear the same sort of like, you know, like what the Celtics did right or wrong in this game. You're only going to hear the Bucks slant. Bucks dominant in close game. Final score, <laughs> 102 to 76. And you're like, okay, in what world is, are they dominant and was that close? I don't really understand. Yeah, but uh, speaking of police in Minnesota, uh, we are right in the middle of the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, and last week, I feel like, was a very interesting week for uh, where this trial is going forward, and uh, this week proves to be even more, seeing as all the protests have uh, made the defense or uh, the prosecution. I keep doing that. The prosecution to ask for uh, sequestration of the jury. No, the defense asked. Oh, the, the defense asked. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. So no, I'd say right. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm in the mindset of like prosecution always bad, and yes, they are always bad. But in this case, it's like the enemy of the enemy is my friend, so yeah. I guess uh, they're fine. But the defense asked for sequestration because they were concerned that jurors seeing a protest would remove uh, any reasonable doubt they had been given. You know, they're seeing like, look at the community, look at more cops shooting people. This is yet another cop shooting yet another black guy. Or not shooting, killing yet another yeah. black guy, and he's guilty. Even if he's not guilty, this is a guilty for Philando Castile and for uh, Dante. It's for everybody. Guilty it's on not the just, system, yeah. Yes, yeah. And so what he wanted, uh, he asked, was sequester the the jury, especially because it looks like uh, not only just uh, functionally they'll see the media, they may see protests coming down their street, and oh by the way, they may see they may get stuck by a protest on the way to court in the morning if we have. Uh, sheriff's bus take them from a hotel to the court. We can assure that they have smooth sailing. They get here every day, and that they're uh, we can continue. But and this is the probably the first uh, issue I think the judge has ruled incorrectly on. He did not give sequestration, and I imagine that 18 months from now we're going to be talking about the successful appeal that comes out of this case when he's found guilty and the they appeal it saying they should have sequestered the jury because. Uh, uh, Minneapolis burned itself down yet again while during the course of the trial. Yeah. Yeah. And how could anybody ignore that? So, I mean, you know, overall, I think the judge has been fairly good. He's been moving along at the very least or trying to move it along. Trying to. Um, He seems to he seems to uh, be getting uh, uh, trying to move both the the defense and the prosecution, which I can appreciate. Uh, But the defense seems to be more along the lines at this point of let's overload with information. Let's get 15 people to say it. The prosecution, yes. Uh, and the defense is in the stage of uh, still trying to poke holes. And I think there were a couple moments that they had uh, in this last week uh, that will that could, in the end, be the thing that gets one person to hold out and uh, 
get Chauvin off on a on a hung jury. Yeah. Uh, but I Again, mean, we'll if still it's not see. The I mean, like him on trial. Yeah. I mean, the you know the the problem that we that we constantly deal with here is that you know the, the what equals reasonable doubt in a police trial is so minuscule, and you know it. it realistically, you know, from like the, you see so many people who who tweet out like. You know, why are we even bothering having a trial? It's so obvious what he did. But the reason why we're having a trial is because, you know, there's at least probably a 50-50 shot that he walks at the end of this. Yep. Whether it be from this actual, this part of the trial itself, or whether it be on appeal, based off of things that are happening beyond the scope of what was just in the video that everybody saw. And the horrific facts that everybody saw, you know, like... Well, and again, I think we said this before, but uh, this is the ideal way the justice system should work. And it's unfortunate it only works this way for cops. But this is the way it should work. A thorough prosecution, a strong defense, and 50% of the time or better, the defendant walks because the evidence just isn't there. But um, that's not how it works. That It works that way for cops. And unfortunately for most people, it's take a plea before trial to minimize jail time. So, yeah. But uh, hopefully that's going to be getting a little better because another update from this week is that Maryland, uh, our home state, and the state that was one of the first to pass Law Enforcement Officers' Bill of Rights has now undone the Law Enforcement Officers' Bill of Rights. And the first one to do it, too. Yes. So Uh, And over the veto of the governor. Yeah. Though I think Hogan's veto was largely a ceremonial kind of moment because— uh, it was clear that the Senate in Maryland had a veto-proof majority uh, to override his veto. So this was an opportunity for Hogan to continue looking like he's by the side of the cops, even though he can't do anything to stop the progress that's coming. Earning um, the votes of cops nationwide in 2024. Yeah. Well, assuming that he, he is able to actually run in 2024. Sure. I, I, I can't imagine, like, it, realistically, I can't imagine a single Republican who voted for Trump in 2020 saying, oh, Larry Hogan seems like the guy, you know, like, they're going to either try and vote for Trump again or vote for Trump Jr. or vote for Ron DeSantis or fucking somehow Matt Gates will still be <laughs> not in prison and running for president somehow or Marjorie Taylor Greene or some other lunatic whack job, like... Hogan has to be so far down the list of people who would actually get elected. Yeah, but, you know, the, the It'd be like John Boehner running again <laughs> at this point after he lit the Republican House on fire and walked away laughing. Like, Listen, uh, Taft was a candidate when Roosevelt was a candidate, and the unfortunate nature of that Republican showdown was that a terrible Democrat got elected. So Kamala Harris, 2024. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Joe Biden looking in the mirror, it's like, you just found a way to get yourself a second term. (laughs) I mean, in this case, we have a crazy Republican who is seemingly unhinged from society, Roosevelt, Trump. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have the centrist uh, Republican who's like of the original party, of the mindset of the the big bankers in the party. A little hefty. (laughs) A little hefty, (laughs) yes. Bald, yes. Got stuck in a bathtub once. Never been confirmed. <laughs> I'm starting that rumor right here. That's Hogan and Taft. And uh, then you have Woodrow Wilson, Joe Biden, uh, 
slightly racist, but only in like a folksy kind of way, but just in a the, terrible person. And the my grandfather's a good person. He just says things I don't appreciate every <laughs> once in a while kind of way. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A little inappropriate with the young girls around him. Woodrow Wilson married a, a woman who was 40 years younger than him in the White House, who then became the first women woman president of the United States, even though people don't acknowledge that um, after he had a stroke, because that's what old white men do when they get old. They have strokes, and then we keep them in office. Speaking of Mitch McConnell, um, well, real quick, hold on the yeah. the uh, on the law enforcement officer bill of rights here. So, yeah. uh, some of the top line changes. Um, number one, there will be more availability to not only uh, defense attorneys but also to uh, the media or to anyone who wants to fill out a Freedom of Information Act request on a officer's background, including. Uh, sustained and unsustained uh, internal affairs records. Yep. Uh, there will be more focus being put on civilians in charge of uh, officer review boards. Um, and what was the other one that was really... Oh, uh, automatic uh, independent state investigations for any like violence that happens during a, a stop. So it would be less the, of... The, um... They, they don't have the time period of waiting to talk to the they, the protected time yeah. before they can yeah, talk yeah, yeah. to the uh, state. Uh, other The investigating cops get to talk to them immediately. You don't have auto 30 days to yeah. so, get I mean, like, story straight. Hypothetically, if, if this was, uh, if Freddie Gray happened again in the, in the time after the repeal has happened, if it happens a couple years from now, uh, rather than Baltimore City investigating when? their own... When it happens a couple of years from now, right? Sure. But I'm saying, I'm saying, taking the specifics of one case and just putting them in another, because like the case that'll happen later will be something completely different. It won't be over, mm-hmm. you know. Like, is this pocket knife illegal? Who knows? Like, or any of that sort of stuff. Uh, Baltimore Police Department will not investigate their own. It will automatically be kicked ahead to another state agency who will work the case on their behalf. Uh, there will be a lot more that goes into whether or not any of the officers involved in any of these stops have had any kind of uh, problematic stops or arrests in their past uh, and the type of thing that you would be able to bring up in open court because you could know just you know casually from being a citizen of Baltimore that a police officer is dirty, but you would never be able to mention any of it on the stand because an officer or a judge would just shut you up immediately because you're not allowed to bring up unsubstantiated things, and if you can't get a record from internal affairs, then you can't bring it up in court. So, And you could call the person who filed the report, and mm-hmm. if they had been talked to by IA, all of these things. It doesn't matter, because the report itself does not exist as far as you know. Yeah. So. The records are but just... Right. Are just what All you get is when they joined, how old they are, like basic identifying information, but nothing. This is yep. the badge number, but that's about it. Uh, you can get uh, how much they made, too, which is a nice uh, thing to, to look around. BBD cop watch if you're interested in that sort of thing. It's a disturbing um, thing. Don't let Corey lie to you. It's disturbing how much cops make. Just so. look at what their regular salary is and then double it with <laughs> overtime, and that's basically how it works. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, I will say this. Uh, uh, for people who say, uh, you guys must be really happy because this will fix the Baltimore Police Department, wrong. Because... <laughs> because Something we always neglect to bring up whenever we're talking about the Baltimore Police Department is that because we're stuck under the consent decree, we can never do any of the crazy progressive things that other people are trying to do with police departments in different parts of the country that are not under a consent decree. 
So one of the things is that uh, staffing and the money spent on police has to it can't go down basically yes. through the through the uh, consent decree. So it'll be a long time before Baltimore can get into the same sort of uh, place that other poli- county police officers will be able to. You know, this will hit the counties first and then Baltimore City probably last. Uh, But, uh, you know, Maryland is known as America in miniature. And I think that there will be a good opportunity for these changes to uh, show themselves in, you know, urban police departments and rural police departments and beach police departments and mountain police departments like suburban police departments. There's a little bit of everything in Maryland and uh uh, hopefully this this makes substantial changes going forward. Uh, and while it's not the the silver bullet, I think it's the it's the data we need to start making the first changes towards what will eventually be policing in the future. Yeah. And, and just to be clear about what you're talking about, uh, we can't defund the police in Baltimore. Yeah, that, that's not a movement that can go through. The Baltimore police could decide that of the funds that we get, we're going to now set aside 40 percent of them for community service rather than policing. They're not going to do that because that's money that they can spend on, you know, guns and themselves and salaries and stuff and overtime. Um, so but and not only that, but you would need to have can't. the judge who is executing the the, the uh consent decree to all of a sudden decide that he wants a lot of progressive legislation to go through. And that's just not a, a reasonable uh, ask because, uh, well, it depends. Is he an Obama appointee or a Trump? Oh wait, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. (laughs) Yes. It doesn't doesn't matter. matter. Um, Moving on somebody who uh, apparently last week or found out last week was uh, begging for a blanket pardon from former president Trump, Hmm. uh, Matt Gates. Yes. Uh, has gone and made his situation a whole lot worse. Well, wait, listen, because... Let's give him the respect he asked for. We're, of course, talking about Gatesgate because he said <laughs> if he was ever wrapped up in anything, he wanted it to be called Gatesgate. So yeah. We're now in Gatesgate uh, and uh, undone by did you, did you hear Corey's what, nemesis. Did you hear what Elon Musk wanted his thing to be? No. Elongate. <laughs> if he ever got in trouble. By Elon the way. Elon Musk. By the go way, ahead, if, no, you're, go if you're going to speculate as to what the gate is going to be when you get in trouble, perhaps we should look into whether or not you should be investigated now for that said trouble. Because Gatesgate uh, was said prior to the <laughs> the trouble with Matt Gates coming out, and I think uh, I think it should have been the. It'd be like uh, saying like, if I was going to murder my girlfriend, <laughs> this is like maybe this we should look I into that guy for, yeah. for what he's doing to his girlfriend. Uh but Elon Musk, I, I read a great metaphor simile, depending on how you want to look at it. I'm going to set it as a simile that uh, Elon Musk is basically 1950s sci-fi where like, but us looking at it now yeah. where it's like, this thing sounds amazing. And if I described it to you, you're going to be like, that sounds futuristic and crazy. And then I flip the page and I show you that it's a console TV with a 16 inch screen. <laughs> and that is the thing that's in your living room. And you're like, it's not that impressive. Uh, it sounded a lot better than what I actually got. That is Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, oh, also, the TV has to be made uh, on apartheid with apartheid money. And um, the guy who made it is a douche. Then that's uh, fucking Elon Musk. So, yeah. Because fuck Elon Musk, by the way. Uh, apartheid rubies. Look it up. 
Uh, so, but Matt Gates, that's yes. where we are. Matt Gates, um, Corey's uh, continual nemesis uh, has reared its ugly head, and in this case, done something good and taken down Matt Gates. And of course, I'm talking about Venmo, uh, <laughs> because it's like not- every good crime syndicate with great opsec, Matt Gates, when paying underage girls for sex, sent money to a friend of his, uh, who then forwarded that money onto the underage girls. <laughs> the same amount of money. Yes, the exact to the dollar Nine, amount of money. $900 to, to, your, to your confidant, and then $900 from the confidant to the girls. Yes. Uh, and, With the uh, caption, uh, school and tuition, <laughs> which clearly marks that it's for school and tuition and not for anything else. It just takes you back to all the, all the uh, uh, lines about strippers back in the day where it's like, well, they're just paying for school. Like this is a this is a quick fast forward to uh, sex work equals school. Like under the on the Venmo. to be fair though, uh, unlike much like Matt Gates, much like if you uh, if you purchase something from me uh, and it, like the caption was just like a couple pine trees. Like it's mm-hmm. not you didn't purchase trees from me. Not those. I wonder trees. what that stands for. What, do you, what does the pine tree stand for, Corey? I don't know. It's a kids thing. I don't know what the Venmo is. I don't. I I don't I, do the Venmo. Or the cash app, as uh, as Sammy Sosa said when he was testifying in front of the Congress. Uh, I'm a very private person. I don't get myself involved in other people's <laughs> affairs. Uh, but so uh, again, not a lot of news. A lot of leaks are coming out, and mainly it's that uh, Matt Gates' friend did not have good opsec, and uh, <laughs> there was no security whatsoever around the things he was doing, and. Instead of like getting Matt to send him one large chunk of money that he then divided up, it was literally like send me nine hundred, sent him nine hundred, forward it to the girl. Send me six hundred, sent six hundred, sent six hundred to the girl. All in one day. It's just not like, hey, why don't you just send me like ten grand and I'll just divide it out as necessary across yeah. the next couple of weeks. Uh, so it's a little more hidden uh, <laughs> what the source of the money is. Why don't you just give me a retainer amount and we'll, yeah, and we'll work we'll work through that as we go. Oh, sorry. Uh, wait, you're, you're talking about dating, right? Like just the 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 pussy retainer. That uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna put a bunch of money down and hope that it gets me access to sex over the next little bit of time. That's, that's dating, right? Isn't that what dating is? I mean, if that's how you look at it, then I think we have to have a conversation about what you want from from your romantic life. But. Oh, wait, wait. Did I tell you? I found this thing about uh, early onset dementia. It's on my uh, Instagram <laughs> stories. If you want to check it out. <laughs> Did you talk about that? <laughs> I'm just trying to drive them nuts. I have no pleasure centers in my brain anymore. <laughs> They're rotted out from drugs and philosophy. Uh, we gotta we gotta start uh, picking up the pace here yes. in the end. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, just the last two little items in the news. We already made mention of uh, the passing of DMX. Uh, Prince Philip also uh, passed away this past week. So yes. There is apparently one more on the horizon somewhere because rule of threes. Rule of threes? Never let uh, you down. I am just excited that the uh, the hot MILFs in your area have been updated with the Queen's uh, picture. I, for one, <laughs> am really excited that uh, oh my God. the Queen is a hot MILF in my area. So, Or GILF, maybe. Maybe a GILF. Beyond that at this point, right? A gra- yes. A good, good GILF. A GG. A good GILF. <laughs> a good GILF. I think, here's the question, Corey. I think the first G is silent. One of the richest women in the world. Yeah. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. I, I, I have no. First of all, I have no. No amount of money is worth that amount of pain and torture of being involved in like the fucking 
BBC, the family, yeah, the star, the, the all these kind of yeah, like the fucking nonsense that goes along with it. Uh, you know, like there, there's a reason why Meghan Markle snapped. <laughs> it's not, it's not worth it. Um, yeah, but listen, I Meghan Markle lo- tried to love her. I don't try to love these hoes. All right, <laughs> I'm just in and I'm out. <laughs> Cut me a check, nine hundred thousand via Venmo. Venmo, thank you. Also, I don't think I would necessarily be her style, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember it was like fucking international news for like a week when Trump was like walking in front of the Queen and stuff like that, and it's mm-hmm. just like, don't you know, you're never supposed to walk in front of the Queen. And it's like, I wouldn't have known none of that shit. There, there would be, like, every single day would be a new star headline of me. Like, it's just like, he scratched his butt as he walked outside of the car. Like, you're not supposed to do that in front of the queen. So I think <laughs> that I would be perfect for the queen. Because I, uh, Are you related to a, her somehow? Because, uh, that's Well, I good- am. I am distantly related. I'm, like, 6,000th from the throne or something mm, like too, that. But, too much distance. Uh, what I can say is, are you the, much are you the Duke of Los Angeles? <laughs> much like a uh, a girl in a DMX video, I am a lady in the street, but a freak in the sheets. Wait, that's new dog. That's no, ludicrous. No, uh, ludicrous. Whatever. Yeah. I'm saying I could I can be classy. Uh, uh, you know, there's a picture of Philip dressing up like a Buckingham guard, and it made yeah. her laugh. And I'm like, I could fucking do that. That's something I can do. <laughs> but also. I bet she is a freak. I bet she likes some weird ass shit. It's like a fucking and reverse Anna Nicole it. Smith. Yes, 100%. Yeah. She's all prim and proper, and then something comes out of the bathroom on the wedding night, and you're just not prepared for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Nothing stimulates me anymore. Come on, Elizabeth. What do you got? Let's see it. Uh, not the corgis, though. I'm not down with... I don't know if that's the reason the corgis are around. Have you that's ever been why. handcuffed? <laughs> Ma- ma'am, oh, I have a fucking history. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know 12 feet of rope is exactly the amount of distance to go under a queen-size bed and st- allow a person's hands to not touch the sides of your head only with one or the other? It's a fact. Check it out. Um, anyway, so... Yes. <laughs> Uh, moving on <laughs> from uh, R.I.P. Right. <laughs> Prince Philip, you will be missed. <laughs> Listen, Corey, I just hope that when I die, you respect my passing by talking about how you're trying to tap my my uh, widow. That's what I'm really looking for. <laughs> I want everybody to talk about how they want to tap that ass when I'm gone. Especially when she's in her 90s. What? How old is Elizabeth at this point? All I look at is how many zeros she got in her bank account, which is also probably somewhere around the 90s. So I'm here for it. It's fine. Anywho, uh, on to... Speaking of the numbers in the, in the, uh, with zeros in the 90s, the number of dead from COVID. Wait, not quite that high. Not quite that high. Uh, uh, yeah, let's... There's no, good, there's no good transition. Let's just talk about... From tapping uh, the ass of the queen to COVID? There's not a good transition there that you can find? I can't think of one. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Michigan right now is getting hammered with COVID cases. Uh, hey, wait, 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 wait. Talking about a d- uh, diseases that might take away your sense of taste. The STD the queen gives you and COVID <laughs> high on the list. Making it impossible to cut these. <laughs> Michigan uh, getting absolutely hammered with cases right now. Uh, they're going through the third slash fourth wave right now. Uh, mm-hmm. After New York... 
which just went through another wave. Uh, is again, going through. eerily similar to uh, what was happening a year ago, a little bit more at this point. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> Whitmer is trying to get more vaccines to try and help out the, the cause, but no amount of vaccinations will really take care of what's happening right now. So a uh, reminder to people who don't know, uh, if you get the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine, uh, the second the shot goes into your arm, you're not instantly protected from COVID. It takes a couple of weeks for it to start working. Uh, and even after the first dose, you get a little bit of protection, but not nearly the same as you do after the second dose. And then after the second needle goes in your arm, it's not like you're instantly 94% protected from COVID. You are uh, up to that 94 rate about two weeks or so after the second shot. So I, uh, I think there is a vaccination that will fix this, Corey. Uh, and I'm trying to remember his name. Famous director, did the birds and does horror. Hitchcock? Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock, uh, I believe he said that there's a vaccination for fascism and stupidity. Um, it comes uh, as an injectable nine millimeter form. Um, <laughs> and the injection comes at 2,200 feet per second. And if we just inject one of these small pills into the head of every fascist and every dumb ass fucking American, we can put an end to this pandemic and also to the fascism. So to paraphrase uh, the great Alfred Hitchcock, we should uh, take the dumbass people out of the gene pool. And that would solve all of the problems because, yes, the vaccine doesn't protect you from the moment you get it. And also, if four of your five friends have the vaccine, this means nothing. And also, we don't know shit about this. There is a chance and probably a high chance that the B1.1.7 variant, which is the most prevalent variant in the United States, isn't uh, the vaccines don't offer us 100% protection from them. And that's why Michigan is seeing an uptick in cases. And the uptick is probably worse because health, people who get the vaccine stop getting tested. So the only people who are getting tested now are people who are unvaccinated or medical workers, frontline workers who have to get tested. So all I mean, of this leads to the fact that we're fucked still, people, because I would, your dumbass friends can't stay home. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even necessarily just say that people who are vaccinated or are not getting tested. I think that nobody is getting tested really. At least for my, my last trip to Echo Park, I agree. Yeah, I mean I I've been vaccinated or vaccinated. I've been uh tested twice in the last three weeks here. And both times I showed up at Union Station, which at different points was one of the uh Busiest, most yeah. busy walk up stations. Uh I was the only person there both those times. Yep. Um, Same with Echo Park. I waited in line the first time for an hour. Yeah. And the last three or four times I've gone up there, uh, one of the times I think I talked about where I stood for a while before the guy came out and was like, oh, shit, we got somebody here. And then, yeah, come on up. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody for hours on end. So. Yeah. I, I. It's hard to say. Uh, there were there were probably a lot of people who were getting uh, tested and testing positive with mild symptoms. And I think people with mild symptoms are not even thinking twice about getting tested at this point. I think assume you have it and stay home, or assume or you if, have it, or and if you have if you have really crazy symptoms, maybe you get tested at that point. But it doesn't seem like there are normal everyday casual like checking in tests that were happening before. Well, listen, and I think part of this is also 
I have everything's opening up. I have plans to go out. If I get a positive test, I know I'm positive and I can't in good conscience go out. But if, if I, I lose my know, sense of yeah. taste and I don't I have a cough and I'm sneezing, I have all the symptoms of fever, but I don't get tested. I don't know I'm positive, so I can still go out this weekend and then maybe I'll figure it out next week. Yeah. I mean, I think uh I think there's also the rationalization of symptoms sometimes that are happening with people like uh uh you know, driving home. I was singing a, a lot during the car ride. I woke up this morning, my throat was a little sore. Uh, I probably, you know, like my rationalization when that happens is I was singing a lot. So my throat was sore and that's why I woke up with a sore throat, but it could have been COVID who knows. But if I just let my life go on with my life and assume that I'm fine, it's just me singing. Then, uh, I could potentially infect a bunch of people. I was wondering why producer Brooks quit the show and now I get it. (laughs) Seven hour car ride. Corey was singing the whole time. I also <laughs> probably quit the he show, was so. sleeping the whole time. <laughs> he enjoyed his little hammock in the back. Um, and talking about reopening, Newsom uh, proposes a reopening of California in total in June. Um, well, uh, let's be correct. Newsom proposes that we do not recall him. And also, <laughs> we're going to reopen in June. Also, stepdad's going to take you to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I mean, obviously this is very, uh, this is very much of the, uh, I don't want to be recalled, uh, news information. Um, I don't think that it is necessarily beneficial for Newsom to be putting a, such a optimistic opening time on it. And I mean, like, if you read more of the statement, I mean, like, he knew what the news was going to cover, which is just him saying that we could be open by June. But if you look at his statement, there's caveats galore that could keep that from happening if the cases are out of control or the vaccinations aren't where he wants them to be and yada, yada, yada. Uh, This is a free beer tomorrow kind of kind of (laughs) statement. Um, But the the truth is, I, I, I don't know. I think there are some some parts of of uh, the economy that are not as dangerous as we had originally thought and that we have to progress our our knowledge with with that sort of thing. You know, a year ago we were talking about closing beaches. Uh, I don't think that the beaches have been (laughs) the the uh, vector for as much disease spread as other things, you know, like, uh, churches, for instance, like restaurants. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I think that the, the other problem is you can't really say definitively where you got sick anywhere. Cause like, you know, you could, no contact tracing. uh, Yeah. I mean like, you know, you could live in your apartment and leave just once to go down to Seven Eleven. And you get sick and you might say to yourself, like, well, it has to be from the 7-Eleven because that's the only place I was. But, you know, maybe there was some other, you know, a delivery driver. <laughs> you got it from him or, you know, like any it, there, any number of things could have potentially happened to get you that. And it's because we don't have the ability to really put one to you know, like uh, put one case to another, we don't really have the ability to stop it at its source. And we have so little information about, you know, like how it's really spreading or who's at most at risk other than 
what's just happening from death numbers, you know, like or what's happening from the cases overall, which are still a thing. Death. Oh, yeah. Still happening. Cases right. rising. So, yeah, I mean, the the the. The positive here in California, at the very least, is that both the cases and the deaths have dropped precipitously. They're not nothing. <laughs> they're not. Uh, they're not where we were, you know, more than a year ago. But uh, you know, they are. They are dropping, and the hope is, at least in my mind, that uh, if you are if you are given some amount of temporary immunity from getting COVID a second time from being infected before, which it seems like uh, the immunity that you get from having COVID might at least be similar to the type of immunity you get from having the vaccine. For a short time, uh, yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, right now they, they've tested it through six months on the, the Pfizer. Uh, mm-hmm. They have they have studies testing it through six months worth of worth of elements. And as we go along, we'll hear more and more about how long uh, – the uh, efficacy of these are but i i think that we're uh hopefully just because california's worst stretch of cases happened right before vaccinations kicked up uh in my mind hopefully we have a little bit of a runway to try and get as many people as vaccinated as possible before that timer sort of like comes due again you know like hopefully we get closer to the herd immunity area before uh, others, but you know, I'll say uh, <laughs> Newsom has been trying to give you all the good news to avoid the recall. Uh, Garcetti has consistently been the uh, dad with the bad news. It's <laughs> gonna try and uh, be the storm cloud on your, you know, because like, he was the one in uh, a year ago when he was just like, this might go through the summer and maybe through the end of the year, and people were like, fuck you, Garcetti. Nobody wants to hear. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not saying that California or Los Angeles specifically is, you know, 80 percent vaccinated away from like life going back to normal. But I do think that uh, hopefully uh, if the if the information that we're seeing about people having the the B one point one point seven variant being uh able to sort of beat the vaccine like we still need more study on that as well we still need more study on what uh what kind of protection you have after the first shot are you avoiding uh serious (laughs) are you avoiding serious uh injury or serious illness or death after a first shot are you getting that sort of protection like you would only your chances of getting COVID are higher, but your chances of dying are less. Like, you know, these are these are all things that we need to know, but we're we're kind of moving with the vaccine at this point. So we're learning yes. as we go. And that's always going to uh, be the hardest part. I was looking up a post of mine from last year, and I just want to repeat this message to everyone out there who's listening to the sound of my voice. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over. Oh, I know. Listen, we're we're not. You will probably hear us say "pandemic is over" a lot later than almost anyone else in your life will say "pandemic is over." Well, they'll hear uh, me say that a lot yeah. more later because I'm still praying for the twelve monkeys version of this pandemic, where just when we get it under control, 
the 95% death rate version of the virus comes out and wipes the virus that is the human race from the face of the earth. Well, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but we'll, we'll, uh, I mean, especially if we're vaccinating four and a half million people in a day, which is, uh, the mark that we just hit earlier this week. I, I mean, I'm hoping that I question that, that number. Well, I, I mean, question that number. I mean, sure, if you want, I, 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 I'm not saying that every single number we get from governments is, you know, the word the word from above kind of thing. But I mean, like uh, it sure does seem from my casual uh, casual uh, scene of people who are getting vaccinated that a lot more people are getting vaccinated. And we're getting to the point where uh, I mean, like in a month's time, like everyone that you know, like all, all the, the the inner circle here in L.A. will probably be completely vaccinated. So so wait, so that means that 15.75 percent of the U.S. population got vaccinated in a single day. No. Yes. Four point five million, three hundred fifty million. Four point five is fifteen point seven five. Oh, wait, no, that's no, not no. that's not I true did at all. That math wrong. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, 4.5% of 350 is 15.75. I mean, and really what you want to think about it as probably more realistically is uh, 1.5 Americans, like 1.5 shots per American. So you're probably looking at something more in the range of like 500 million total shots needed, 550 total needed. Uh, so if you're looking at 4.5 out of 500, just to make it an even number, you know, we're, <laughs> we're talking about under 1%, 1% done in a day, but that's still good, you know, cause if you were able to keep that level of production up, then you'd be able to be done in a hundred days. So it's, but that's, that's assuming that the supply chain remains the same and everything like that. 4.5. So to do this, we would divide 4.5 by 350. That would give us our percentage, right? 350 million. Right, but 4.5 million divided by 350 million is the same as 4.5 divided by 3.5 or 350. Yeah. Which, which comes out to 0.012, which I read as 12%, but is actually 1.2%. Yeah. So 1.2% of the U.S. population got vaccinated on a single day. Yeah, again, not the way you necessarily want to see it because the multiple shots that people might be taking. Yes. So seems suspicious to me because I mean, like, you know, a first vaccination or a second vaccine, you know, like the the total counted twice. I I think right now, U.S. wide, we're at like what? Roughly 20 percent of the population. Some some states are no, because California is like leading it at 23. So. There are states that are down below 10. I think there were some other so. states that were at like 25 or so that were beating California. But I mean, like, you know, like 20 seems to be somewhere in the range of like what the total U.S. number is. Okay. Um, you know, it's just a matter of whether or not we can keep up the pace. That To me, that's the most important part. If we can do what we can to inter- uh, keep fr- uh, supply chain interruptions to a minimum and continue moving things out, the, the Baltimore plant fucking up 15 million J and J shots uh, was a real bad look for being able to uh, meet goals. But, you know, early on, mm. early on, Biden said uh, 100 million shots in his first 100 days. That was his promise. Uh, 
Uh, Weepo said, uh, we'll see it. We'll believe it when we see it. We're already past 100 million shots. We're at 120 million now. Uh, Listen, er, uh, I roughly am going to do 120 million now, but I mean, like the I'm going to do two push ups in 2021, two full push ups at some point in 2021, because I like Biden like to set goals which are easily uh, easily reachable. Yes, especially when you're counting the vaccinations that happened under the Trump administration as yours and where you say we are not responsible for the vaccine rollout, but we're going to take credit for the vaccines that happened during our administration as well as the ones that happened before. So, you know, I, I, I we'll have to get into that one another day because that's, I, I, I just think that uh, it was clear. At what point, at what date does this become va- uh, Biden's bag? Is it already his bag? Do we I mean, get blamed for the I mean, at, at this point? I mean, at this point, yes, it's, it's his bag. I mean, if, if things suddenly go way off track, then it would be Biden's fault. You know, like if if tomorrow only 100 people got vaccinated, mm-hmm. then, you know, like there would be some kind combination of the federal government and the state and the county that fucked up. But there's no way that, you know, the federal government wouldn't have a large hand to play because they're the ones who are giving the vaccine to the state and to the counties, you know? One last question. Yeah. Did somebody in Baltimore fuck up because the vaccines had been on the shelf past their best buy date? And <laughs> they read that as a only good until date. So they threw them out. Is that how it happened? No. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what the what the mess up was, but it was a ingredient mix up of some kind. Did uh, they wash one of the ingredients that they weren't supposed to wash <laughs> before they put it into the recipe? No, I don't believe that was it either. Uh, I'm a. I think that uh, the the good news that you should take from this, the good news from this bad situation that you should take from this, is that the uh, means by double-checking the work that they're doing before they send any of these vaccines out the door uh, kept 15 million vaccines that uh, could have potentially had some sort of problem uh, from getting to people, or 15 million vaccines that maybe didn't work properly. It would be the more relative... A way of thinking about it uh, from going into people's arms. And I'd rather throw away 15 million than have 15 million wrong go out, you know? And that's the good news about this Dante Wright situation is there is one less bad cop on the streets now. So we <laughs> are slowly fired. but surely, slowly but surely working our way towards a better society. One bad cop at a time. Now, it might take the death of one to three civilians, but. There's a lot more of us than there are of them, so eventually we will get there. I don't know. Everybody feel excited about the future? I do. I don't know how to get out of this situation, so I'm going to say this. Guess what? What's that? Oh, the anthem.com. Corey, the anthem.com with the anthem. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me over the site, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, and at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, I know. How's that content coming? I know where you're going, <laughs> and I'm going to say this. Uh, maybe uh, keep your eyes peeled for this Thursday, assuming that uh, assuming that uh, tomorrow I don't uh, go to do my taxes and find out that there's something horrible I need to deal with immediately, which I don't imagine because... There wasn't a lot of income last year, so uh, it should be a pretty smooth sailing 
finishing your taxes situation. Uh, by the way, just public service announcement uh, for anybody who is saying like, Corey, why are you doing your taxes on April 15th? They extended it to May 15th. Wrong. They didn't extend it to May 15th. They extended it to May 15th for certain uh, reasons. Like uh, uh, if you have a uh, a trust or an IRA that is reporting late, you're allowed to report those elements of your taxes a month later. Uh, so uh, if you have not done your taxes and uh, you are thinking, oh, I have another month, uh, everyone go do your taxes because <laughs> because that is not something you want to fuck around with because uh, a lot of people go to jail on tax evasion charges and that's an easy one to fix by doing it correctly the first time when it's due. But don't forget, the government, like every drug dealer, gives you the first one free. <laughs> your first extension, if filed before midnight on April 15th, will extend you to uh, October 15th, which is exactly what I do because fuck them. You have Fuck. to you have to make some sort of uh Nope. 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 If you don't know what what your what your tax due would be. I just basically say uh oh well uh, yes, but I also know that my tax owed and my uh tax paid is going to be about zero cuz Yeah, I mean, if you honestly believe that that you're not you're going to get a refund or you're not going to owe any taxes and you could just say that, but uh if you know for a fact that <laughs> You didn't pay taxes, and you're going to owe something. Then oh, okay, uh, well. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Is all I'm saying. Is yes, uh, I uh, try to get it accurate to the penny every year because the federal government keeps my tax return anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, not the federal government. The federal government mm-hmm. sends it to Sally May, who forwards it to my servicing provider for my student loan. So <laughs> I have no reason to hurry. Also, don't overpay just because you think you might have to overpay because. Uh, then you find yourself in a situation like moi where you pay you pay for something that you think you're going to have to pay for and then find out that you don't and then the refunding of that money comes back a year later when you do your taxes again so we going to get I you back eventually man i basically I'm gave the government a 0% interest loan for this past year of uh, some money that I could have definitely used at some hey, point. Hey, listen, they're a little hard up. They just spent $500 billion <laughs> on more for defense. Yo, man, we got some infrastructure to do over here. <laughs> and how are we going to invade countries and do infrastructure? Wait, wait, Corey gave us a 0% loan? All right, let's do it. All right. All right, let's start building that railway to Vegas. It only t- well, that's the one thing Corey wants to use. It'll only on. take 10 hours to get there. If there's one thing Corey wants you to spend his tax money on, NASA, and if there's a second thing, Amtrak. That's his two dreams. Spend his tax money on those. You I'm going to add more, more things I'm banning to my list. It started with <laughs> alcohol, went to sugar and salts, and now cars, and then NASA, and then Amtrak. Those ones are just for fun. So those you're are- taking Amtrak and cars away? Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Walk. <laughs> you got feet, the right? You the were day born. Corey walked to Vegas. You were born with feet, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. You can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on our social media. Uh, make sure you check out robertandcheek.com. We can find links to my uh, all the stuff that I'm doing, including the books, which are available on Amazon. Byron's books. Uh, okay, there was a little bit of delay uh, on our call. Uh, but uh, also, uh, new content coming this week. I have to edit a bunch of videos. But um, uh, producer Roberto, uh, who's not with us this week, but you can find him at uh, RTO. AZN on all your social media is very anxious to find out whether people like my old style videos, which is me turning on a camera and talking to it versus his high production, high detail, 
more time to set up shots than it takes me to actually record the video style. So please take a look at him. Let us know what you think uh, so that I can prove once and for all that he is wrong. And I understand you two better than him. It would be so funny if they, these are the best viewed videos you ever had. Well, my current best viewed video is when I, uh, oh, uh, I bought a pillow on a lark and I just turned on the camera and was like, hey, I just bought this. It's really cool. And I want to talk to you about it. And now like 1,500, or no, uh, no, we're up to like 3,000. 3,000 people have watched that video. And not only is it the most views, but I have the best audience retention throughout that. It's three minutes and 45 seconds. And I get three minutes and 30 seconds of audience retention. Nice. Right up until I say, hey, you can find me at Robert and <laughs> That's it. That's when they bail out. No one hears our funny outros. Wow. Yeah, I think we've done awesome. good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Because nobody's listening all the way to the end, I'm going to say something controversial. Oh, God. Dark chocolate's better than milk chocolate. First of all, you're out of your goddamn mind. Mm, controversy. Controversy. You did. <laughs>